It's so great to come back here, actually, because this church was my, my birth church, as it were, in, in my Christian life. Um, thanks, Sam. So, what I'm going to share with you today is a, a, actually one of my collective worships that I've done recently in schools. So, this is for the kids, but hey, adults, this does not mean you get to switch off at all. Okay. Now, do you like going to the cinema? Put your hands up if you like going to the cinema. Because I definitely do. And you know when you go to the cinema, at the beginning of the the um, show, you get all those trailers, don't you? Now, are those trailers a really exciting thing, or are they just a hindrance to the show, to the main film you've come to see? can be a bit of both, can't it? Now, those trailers are actually really important, aren't they? Because they're a little nugget of information about something to come. It's meant to be exciting, something to get you excited about something that's going to happen. It's meant to get you to come back. Now, it's a bit like a buzzword. Like, if I said the word Christmas... In schools, trust me, the word Christmas makes us go, because we're all getting a little bit buzzy over that at the moment. Now, I've got a story to share with you today, and it is a story with a little bit of a buzz going on about something to come. Now, to set our scene, we have got John, who is Jesus' cousin, and this is a time when Jesus was not that well known, but people knew about a Messiah, a great person that was going to come. We're on the banks of the River Jordan, and it is a really busy place. There's lots of people who have come to listen to John talking to people. And he's saying, change your habits, change your attitude. I want you to wash yourselves in this river, come out refreshed and renewed. Lots of people were following him. He said, something special is about to happen. It's time to choose a fresh start with God. The promised Messiah is on his way. He is going to change the way we live forever. So it's like one of those trailers at the cinema, isn't it? Really exciting. But then someone called him and said, John, you've got to come to the side of the river. Someone's here to see you. He said he's your cousin. Now, people were wondering what the Messiah would be like. There's this man has arrived. His name is Jesus. He's Jesus from Nazareth. Do you know him, John? Jesus says, John, I've come to be baptised. Now, John knows that Jesus is the Messiah. And he says... What are you saying? Why have you asked me to baptise you? Surely you're here to baptise other people. Jesus said, I want to be an example that everyone can follow. So let me be baptised because it is what God wants. So he was setting an example, wasn't he? And that's what John did. John tipped Jesus backwards into the water until he was covered. I bet some of you here have seen baptisms where people are still at Faversham Swimming Pool for baptisms. Yeah. So when you go under the water, and then he came back up, and as Jesus came up from the water, something amazing happened. Better than the traders at the cinema. The clouds parted, and a white dove came down. And then this voice was heard, and it said, This is my son whom I love, and I am very pleased with him. I wonder who said that. Does anyone know who might have said that? Ah, is it God? Yeah, it was God that said that. People were thinking, who is this man and what will happen next? Now, sometimes we might see a trailer at the cinema and we think, oh, I don't really want to see that film. If we see a trailer and it's really good, we might go home and say, hey, mum, dad, talk to your friends at school. I'm going to tell you about this thing that's happening. It's amazing. I wonder if you'd been there, how you'd have felt. Would you have come away and wanted to share that story? Or would you have gone, yeah, that wasn't that exciting? I think the people would have been really excited about it. Now, it's really hard when something stirs inside you to not react, isn't it? 
When something happens, and I'm going to ask you in a moment, Nadia is doing something, and I would like you to try not to react. Let's see if people manage to not react. Oh. There's some good people here and not reacting. Well done. Very good. Let me tell you, I've had kids up off the seat, off their, the floor, running around the hole with, with, with that. It's great fun. There's lots of little nuggets in that story, isn't there? Hearing God's words, telling the people what was going to happen. It's really, really important, this story, because it is the start, real start of Jesus' ministry there. The Son of God comes along and Jesus reacts by doing something there. He lays his life down, he turns to God and he leads the way. He shows them. Jesus is being really humble. He doesn't say, I'm more important than you lot, so I'm going to do something different. He does the same as he wants others to do and he's baptised. He sets an example, doesn't he? He's getting ready to do his work and he, God responds, doesn't he? by talking and saying that Jesus is his son. So, after seeing, hearing this story, I wonder how we would react. Could we share that story with someone we know? Or are we going to go, yeah, that was a little bit of a trailer I wasn't interested in. Let's try and take that away today and try and respond by sh sharing that story with someone we know. And then, as in school, we're going to close with prayer, but we don't just do a normal amen at the end. We do a big rolling amen where we just to you know, get your arms ready. So, Father God, thank you that you appear in our story today as a father proud of his son, a man ready to work, and a dove gentle and powerful. Help us to see the important moments in our lives and to respond in humble but great ways. Amen. So, you ready? We go, amen. Brilliant, well done. Thank you, Ahan. Back over to Sam. just wanted to touch briefly on... That psalm that we read at the start, as our call to worship, our encouragement into worship, which was, I'll give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works, glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. And I think it's... Uh, just a, a great reminder for us and a great encouragement for us as we come to worship what it is that we're coming to do, the opportunity uh, that we have to do that. But also, with having the trust in with us this morning, really that's what we're doing, is we're hearing stories of God's goodness and God's faithfulness, that they are able to share with us about the things that God is doing in our schools, uh, is doing among, uh, with the pupils and with um, staff and, and with families. And so actually, to hear their stories is... It's about celebration. It should cause us to, um, to praise God for all he is doing. And it glorifies him. But it also does us good to know what is going on in the schools. I was having a conversation with someone just the other day talking about actually how important it is to hear from other, other folk, other organisations, other groups from outside our immediate church family because it helps us to connect in wider with what God is doing. Now, we've been um, supporters of the Trust for, for many years. We, if, for those of you who don't know, we uh, give financially every month. Um, but Lou, who many of you, if not all of you will know, uh, she worked for the Trust for, for many years. And we've had, uh, I've had some involvement when I was doing my um, 
year with the church and at various times and some others as well. I know we've had uh, others in the church who have been mentors as well and working alongside. So this is uh, a, a group that are very um, important to us and we, we love what you do and we're comp- you know, we want to be able to support you however we can. And so actually for us to be able to hear of what you're up to uh, is really good and it's really helpful for us to be aware because it helps us to see just to be aware of what God is doing outside of our immediate bubble, if you like. and Because life can be like that, can't it, sometimes? And Although sometimes the other way, because we have access to the, to the internet and social media, with almost so much information, <laughs> it can feel a little bit overwhelming. But actually, we want to be hearing the right things. We want to be hearing about the goodness of God and the, the mercy of God and the grace of God and the goodness of God. And so that's what we uh, are coming to do. You know, hearing... Uh, having this opportunity to hear from them, it's not like in a business meeting where you're getting reports back on whether you're hitting targets or those sorts of things. It's not. We're talking about things of the kingdom. We're talking about the gospel being made, gospel going forth. We're, we're talking about doors that God is opening and opportunities that God is opening. We're talking about real people across the generations who are being impacted uh, by hearing the truth about who Jesus is, that Jesus loves them and has made a way for them to come to, come to the Father, that he's interested in them when perhaps no one else seems to be interested, that he's interested in the big things and in the small things, and he's with them in the big things and the small things as well. Uh, and so the, these, these, I think that's why I like using the word stories, because these are, this, is, this is life. This is what God is doing in bringing life. Uh, in these contexts and in these places. In Psalm 71, we actually finished our service last week by reading some of these verses as a prayer. It says, O God, from my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and grey hairs, O God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all, to, um, your power to all those to come. And really, that's what you guys are doing. That's what these guys are doing. That's what we're all called to do, is to make God known from generation to generation. To share all that we have experienced, all that we have known. And this is one, if you like, this is one context, one vehicle in which God is doing that. And God has made a way for for that to happen. And that will be through kind of explicit opportunities to share the gospel, like with Katie just did with actually being able to tell people about the life of Jesus and about why he came and what that means, but also through other ways of showing God's love through mentoring and, and, and counselling and those sorts of things where it's another way of making Jesus known. It's another way of declaring the goodness of God. Uh, and it's just, it, it's just amazing just how we can do people good even in ways that don't seem that obvious. Actually, we're called to be good news. And this trust is good news. And in all the work that they are doing. And then one last thing from me, just going back to Psalm 105. So yes, we've said about singing, sing praise to him, tell of his wondrous works. But it also says to seek the Lord and his strength, to seek his presence continually. So as we've got you guys here, we want to hear your stories, but we also want to pray for you. Because in praying for you, that's where... One of the ways in which strength comes, that's one of the ways in which we're seeking the presence of God by asking him to be with you, to be continue working, continue doing what he's doing, but also to um, have his way, really. Open doors, uh, keep providing for you, uh, and, and, and in all 
those things as well. So, um, who's who's up? Yeah. Sam and everybody else, thank you very much. Um, we praise the Lord for God's provision for us and in every way. Um, and I just want to say a couple of words first before um, the workers share. So we have three workers now. We have Katie, who you've seen, who goes into primary schools. And then we have Nadia, who's going to speak. And another Louise. God provides yet another Louise. Um, not your one. Um, so when she was just finishing in 2019, December, um, this other Louise felt that she should... Um, do a little bit of work outside the home. She's got four kids that she was homeschooling and she felt she should do something and she'd love to do Christian work. So she talked to her friend, who's one of our trustees, and she said, well, we've got an eight-hour job, eight-hour week job coming up. So the Lord always provides in amazing ways at the right time. And then Nadia will share about how she felt the Lord lead her um, back in January this year, actually. Uh, so... Over to Katie, and then I'll round up at the end. Thank you. <coughs> right, okay. So I'll give you a little snippet of what sorts of things I do um, into schools. Um, but yeah, last time we came and visited you, I think it was just before COVID hit, wasn't it? Um, and then we had this really interesting time of being like school workers who couldn't go into schools. Um, but God is great. God gets in there anyway. Like the schools weren't shut to God, fortunately. Um, and so, what we ended up doing was a lot of um, online videos, a lot, of, lot of um, things that are on YouTube, providing resources to the schools, and all sorts of different things, which actually worked out brilliantly because we found that with the videos, like families were watching them, the schools were sending them home, um, so even the parents were seeing them, other siblings and things like that. Which is just, you know, when we look at seeing little glimpses of, of God's work in through those times, um, that's just definitely one of those. Um, and also, I developed some tech skills that I did not have before. <laughs> you know, it's a bonus, isn't it? So, yeah, so that was good. Um, so, we've had this real change, actually, since we've been back into schools. I wasn't mentoring before in primary schools, but I have been since, because we've had, I mean, even this week, I'm having more people or more schools contact me saying, can you come and mentor? Mentoring for us is, it's not counselling. We're always sort of definitive on that. But mentoring is sitting one-on-one -on -one with a young person and actually giving them quality time outside of their school time. Quite often, the, the, you know, the flow of life in schools, it's so hectic. Um, and they really, really benefit from an adult, a trusted adult who's not a teacher. And I'm not a teacher now, but categorically. Um, so, you know, I get to go and sit with them. It's brilliant for me. I absolutely love that time because it was really, really special young people really bond and they give, it gives them a chance to share worries, upsets, fun. They love having an adult with them who is there and focused on them. It is real quality and like Sam was saying, it's the kingdom of God coming into schools. We don't go in and share the gospel with these people, these children in mentoring. That's not what it's about. It's about walking God's kingdom into those schools and being representatives from a Christian trust I think really comes across then that Hey, these Christians are kind of good people, aren't they? 
um, you know, that's our hope, is that that's what people will see, um, aside from the great work it does for young people. Um, I'm running groups as well in schools, in primary schools. I've got one group that's called um, Confident Kids for little ones in year one and two. It's chaotic, just to <laughs> say the least. Um, although most of what I do is chaotic, to be honest. Um, then I've got a course called Believe in Yourself for Years 3 and 4, which is really fun as well. And um, both those courses use books which are... Um, so the Confident Kids, is, the books are written by a man called Andrew Buller, who they've got a, a Christian theme running through them, um, which you can see, and some children do pick up on it, which is great. Um, and the, um, the Believe in Yourself course uses books by... My brain's going to go... Max Lucado, yep. And the Punchinello stories, if anyone knows those. So they're, again, Christian theme, okay, but not overtly. Um, and then I've got another course that I've been running as well called um, Be Unique for Year Sixes and um, specifically Year Six Girls, getting them ready for that transition into secondary school. And then on the transition theme, in the summer term, we ran transition workshops that myself and Nadia and Lou all together went into lots of Year Six classes and... <coughs> Created Chaos, another theme running there. But it's all about getting them the chance, giving them the chance to talk about those concerns about moving to secondary um, alongside some fun games and things. And we get brilliant feedback every time. The schools always say it's been really helpful for the children. Um, again, that chance to express themselves and talk about worries. Um, as you saw earlier, my collective worships, that was not a messy one. Trust me, I can be a lot messier um, and... Yeah, so they're always, I try, always try and involve some fun, something fun. Um, I do try and rile the kids up a little bit before I send them back to class. Um, and I still get invited back, which is great. I've had some really good feedback recently, actually, from my collective worships. I had an email from one um, local school, and they actually said that children and adults had commented that they've been reflecting on points made in the discussions from collective worship. Um, and so collective worship is assemblies, if anyone doesn't know that newer term. Um, and they often continue their discussions in class, and it's providing a building block. Um, not just in class, but in the staff room as well, apparently, I've heard, which is lovely to hear. Um, and then the other day I walked into a school and a child looked at me and did a double take and she went, ah, are you doing our collective worship? And I said, yeah. And she went, yes. <laughs> I thought, hey, that's, you know, that's better feedback for me because it's coming from a young person. It's like, yay. Um, the thing I'm asking for prayer all around about, and this is really formulating now, I was running lunch clubs and they were kind of like, it's really hard because you're trying to do something in a classroom and then it's really sunny outside. And of course the kids want to be out there. So I ended up moving lunch clubs outside and doing things outside. It's been challenging. Um, so I stopped them because I sometimes feel that actually it's the right thing to do and rethink. Um, and then I've been putting a lot of prayer into this. And I'm looking towards doing some kind of lunchtime ministry in schools, being in the playground, someone to talk to, again, different person, perhaps having some small activities. And it's kind of like God's definitely got his hand on this because it's like the ideas are formulating. I've talked to people about it and they're like, oh, you could do this, you could do that. And so prayers for that would be amazing um, for lunch clubs. So that's kind of like a, a quick run through of a lot of what I do. Um, just, yeah, anything that is God's, God's work. As I say, some of it's overtly sharing the gospel, collective worship. We still have to say Christians believe kind of thing, but actually we can still um, get in there. Um, and school-wise, when I first started with the Trust, we weren't really covering many Faversham schools. Well, I've, I've kind of changed that a bit. <laughs> so we're in several of the Faversham schools now, so, you know.
flying the flag for Faversham. Okay, I'm going to pass over to Nadia, um, who is our awesome, like one of our awesome secondary schools workers. I can't say you're the awesome, can I? <laughs> We're all very, very awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Um, yes, yeah, so I am Nadia, and I do work in secondary schools, but only since January have I been working in secondary schools. Before that, I was actually one of the trustees um, for the Canterbury Christian Schools Work Trust, um, and I became a trustee when I moved down to Kent probably, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, and um, absolutely loved what, what the organisation was doing, as it seems like you do as a church, which is fantastic. Um, and I used to sort of line manage Lou, so I'd meet her regularly and would catch up on the work she was doing, and it just inspired me. I just love being able to um, meet and um, ask her questions and um, hear what was happening in schools. Um, and so when the opportunity came um, to, for me personally, to move back into work, I've got three children who are now getting older, so I was looking to, um, to also find some part-time work. Um, it just seemed to happen at the right time. God is good and his timings work. And so, um, yeah, since January, I've also been employed. Um, so as has been mentioned, we also have new Lou, um, new, uh, Lou Mills, who works mainly in one school in particular. And um, her being just based in one school has given her a real um, depth of relationship and it's given her a real interesting uh, perspective to be able to see what's happening across the school. Um, as Katie said, when we did the transition lessons, um, she was able to see some of the year six pupils and then meet them again in this secondary school. Um, and actually, you know, in the, those first few days when they were a little bit lost, a little bit nervous, be able to say, oh, I'm a friendly face. Do you remember that crazy activity we did with spaghetti and marshmallows? And they say, oh yes, I remember. And um, so she's been able to um, do, do some, just sitting in on lessons with some children that just need a bit of extra support. She's been able to deliver some collective worship, the assemblies, um, and also support some of the teachers as well. There was one time when she was talking to one member of staff and she was just tearing her hair out. She was supposed to be in two places at the same time. She was supposed to be um, in a safeguarding meeting that she had to be in, and she also had pupils and parents coming in who were new, and she couldn't be in two places at the same time. So um, Lou was able to say, do you want me to go and meet the new, new pupils? And she could, she could go and just meet with them, just hold them until the staff member was ready. And so being in the right place at the right time to be a blessing to the school um, is just something that she is definitely experiencing. And we've got a wonderful team of mentors as well. So some of you have been involved with that over the years. Um, and yeah, do pray for them. So they, they volunteer, they give up their time um, to go in and yeah, spend an hour or two hours meeting a few different individuals and just giving them that space, that time that they need. Um, so that's part of what I do as well. I do some mentoring um, and I just love it. I love being able to, um, to listen um, and to hear but please pray for wisdom for us as we do that, because um, as we're listening, we're always kind of praying, God, would you give us the words? Would you give us the insight to be able to move this young person forward to where they want to be um, in whatever issue it, they might have? And just this one week, I did an exercise with a girl, um, and I said, you know, we're thinking about developing some goals. And um, there's this worksheet which is, talks about, um, you know, if I waved a magic wand, where, what are three things you would like to be different? And she said, I've only got one, but it won't happen. 
And I said, well, what is it? And she said, to see my mum. I said, well, where is your mum? She said, in prison. And I'm not allowed to see her. And so in that place, she could be honest with me. Um, but yeah, to know, to, for me then, to have the wisdom, to know how to handle that, um, I'd really appreciate your prayers. Um, to help her to perhaps work on goals that she can achieve um, and come to terms with the things that she can't change. Um, so I also do some group work. I run the GLOW course, which uh, your wonderful Lou developed when she was working uh, for the Trust. And um, girls love it. They absolutely love this course. And so far this week, um, I had a couple of people say this to me. They said, this group is the only reason I came to school today. Um, well, she said, actually, she's sporty. She said, my mum said I had to do this group and then I could do training after school. So, <laughs> but, but she, you know, she came to, to school just to do that group. Um, and she is somebody who uh, finds school difficult, who is a school refuser. So that she was there um, was a real positive for her day. And then somebody else said, it's worth having emotional issues if I get to come here and have fun and eat biscuits. Uh. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> pros and cons. Um, but yes, yeah, she was in the right place and she'd been picked up by the school as somebody who needed extra support. And um, yeah, we as a trust can give that to her. Um, I was also this week uh, doing an exercise with some girls where they have to write on a mirror all the things that they feel about themselves and the things that people have said to them. And this is always really heartbreaking because they often put nothing but negatives. And this one girl, um, she said, one of the things that she said was, no one loves me. And I said, okay, well, let's just challenge some of them for each of the girls. I said, well, let's just think about whether they're true or not. And I said, just think of one person, one person that you know loves you. And in previous weeks, she told me that her mum cares for her. She told me um, that her mum has supported her in, in finding outside support um, for the issues that she has. But on that occasion, she couldn't identify even, even her mother. And that's how she felt that day. That's just, she just felt nobody loved her. And then there was a girl next, sat next to her who was a friend of hers, and she tapped her on her shoulder, and she just pointed at herself, and she said, I love you. And I just thought, that's the power of group work. You know, that's the, you know, that in that setting, automatically, she had somebody that could counter the negative thought that she had. Um, and she, then she was able to write some positives. And I said, look, now you can write, somebody does love me. And for us as Christians, like, we know God loves us. We hear it, we, we've sung it lots this morning already. And I absolutely verse, love the verse that in Jeremiah 31, verse 3, which says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. I have loved you with an everlasting love and drawn you with unfailing kindness. And for us, that changes everything. That changes our identity to know that we are loved. And, um, and to know that deep in our hearts, affects how we then live our lives, how, how we can love other people. Um, and so for that girl, on that day, she knew that she was loved. And I can say to all of them, you are loved, you're valued, you're, you're important just because who you are. You're unique, you're the only one of you. And nobody else is saying that to these girls. Um, so it's just an awesome privilege. Um, so yes, I also work in some of the Christian unions, uh, which I really love doing. So this week also I was running a session, we looked at faith, hope and love, um, and just did some crazy activities around that. And I would actually like um, 
to give a paper aeroplane to Katie and to Trish, and they're going to have a competition to see how far they can throw the paper aeroplane. So in my session, I was, uh, I was thinking about hope, and hope is something that looks forward, isn't it? It's something that... Um, oh, thanks very much. My paper aeroplane making skills. Um, so on their paper aeroplanes, they've got written um, something they absolutely know is going to come true. So we know that faith is... Um, that hope is, is, is something that, you know, is not just a, a vague wish, is it? It's something that is certain. Um, and so on these planes, what, what have they got written? The sure hope of eternity with God. The sure hope of seeing Jesus face to face. And these, these people that came to the Christian Union meeting had to think of one thing that they were absolutely certain was going to happen. And then we all stood in a line and threw them as far as we can. So from your seats, try and get them as far as you can, ladies. Oh, yeah, go on, throw them at the people. <laughs> To think about moving forward, you know, having having our eyes fixed, fixed on heaven, fixed on things that we know are going to happen. Um, so I would love. Oh, here's, here she goes. <laughs> Perhaps my design is actually not so good after all. There we go. I, I'll take any tips afterwards if you've got any um, paper airplane making tips. Um, but yes, I would love you to pray for wisdom when we are mentoring. Um, that we need God's Holy Spirit um, to help us. Uh, to equip us in that and I would love you to pray for good relationships with the staff as we go into schools um, oh we have some other prayer requests up there I think yeah I'll leave them up there and Trish can talk through them in a minute and for me I'd love you to pray, pray about Christmas it's coming up and it always presents us with a, a really lovely opportunity to um, to do something different so we run some specific prayer um, spaces prayer activity days um, so yeah pray as we um, make plans and then take time to do something different in schools over the festive period. I'll hand back to Trish. Put this in there. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, <coughs> thank you, that's wonderful. Um, So, um, just a bit of scripture, really, that I love to read. It says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told. We will not hide them from the children, showing them to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he has established a testimony in Jacob. Sorry, it's Psalm 78, I didn't say that. For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God but keep his commands. And that's what we're doing. We're sharing the good news from generation to generation. And that is so important. That is so important. And that's, you know, that's what we do. That's what we do. So thank you so much for all your ongoing 
support that we've had for many, many years, as Sam said, and it's brilliant. So we were here in July 2019 last time, just before COVID, um, and now we come again, which is lovely. But we want to thank God for his provision. As you've heard, the girls, the workers, they just come at the right time. It's amazing. You know, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. God provided Abraham the ram, didn't he? Caught in the thicket. And he provides. And it's amazing. I mean, when people have said, our workers have said, oh, we're finishing, we feel the Lord's moving us on, my heart would sink. But then I think, well, but then God provides, you know, right at the last minute, but just right at the right time. So we do thank the Lord so much for that. During COVID, um, there was no decrease in giving. Now, that's amazing as well, because, you know, a lot of people were struggling, but actually, we had no decrease at all. That was really good. And schools are now open to us completely. Um, the last one became open just recently, and so we have free now, free access into schools. But one of the prayer points is that in secondary schools, it's very difficult to find an actual space like a little room or something in which to mentor. You need space, don't you, Phil? Yeah, you're nodding. Um, so you need that space with children. Um, and that's, at the moment, something that's a problem. Somebody who wants to go in can't because there's no space in this particular school. So that's something to pray about. Thank you. Um, so you've heard about Nadia and Louise and Katie, but we also have, as we've said, volunteer mentors, um, and also, we've got two people who are volunteering to go into schools and be like a, a volunteer worker as well. Um, one for primary and one for secondary. So we praise the Lord for that provision. The secondary person actually is a Faversham person. Um, she's not available this term because she's teaching, but then after Christmas, she's going to be going into some of the local schools as well. Um, and then the lady, the other lady, lives in Whitstable, and she's going to go into some Whitstable schools. So that will expand our ministry. But we still would like to, you to pray, please, for another primary worker to work alongside Katie. Uh, we feel this is the right time um, to ask for prayer for that as well. So they're all, all the workers are part-time, and we feel that that's the next thing that we need to pray about, uh, workers-wise. Also, as Nadia mentioned, we really miss her as a trustee. Uh, so we're four now. Um, so really, we would love another trustee, especially a church leader who brings something different to the meetings and asks questions that perhaps we wouldn't ask because they see from different perspective. So that's another thing to pray about, really. So praying is the most important thing that you can do really is, you know, to bring the Lord into the situation. The girls have cited some of the examples of things that have happened in school, and that's because the Lord is moving and the Lord is with us, has been emphasised, you know, throughout the meeting today. So we really do need you to pray, please, and give, of course, but your church give, as Sam said. If you want to get involved in any way, if you feel the Lord's leading, then please talk to us, or please talk to us anyway. Um, prayer letter... Um, I'm not sure whether you get it. Do you get it sent out on email, the prayer letters? I don't, I don't. You don't do? Right, would it be good if... Do you send an email thingy out during the week? Oh, yeah, we do. Well, maybe you could send... 
Do you get it by email as well? Okay. Um, I have a few paper copies here as well um, of the last one, but the next one, the autumn one, is in the in the process of being done, isn't it? Just at the moment. So yeah, it's in there, and I've written a bit of mine uh, for it. Yes. Um, so if you feel to volunteer or to be a mentor or anything like that, uh, please come. And just an encouragement before I finish. Um, a lot of you are parents, you have children. A lot of you, I know, are grandparents, have children. A lot of you live near or walk past a school. Do you pray? Do you pray as your grandchildren come and visit or with your children? Do you pray for them? That's really important. Do you put them to bed and pray? Do you pray for them at meals? You know, it's so important to pray for our children as you're walking around the town praying for them and past schools. Schools need that, particularly at the moment. It's always been uh, obviously needed, but since COVID, so many folk are struggling so much. Families, you know, the economic situation, the instability, so much, you know, where there's problems with families and children that need the Lord to intervene. So through our prayers, the Lord can do that. So please remember that. And uh, we were at a church recently who said something, I can't remember the words, I wish I could, something about all oh, these children, they're like the church of tomorrow, the next generation. I thought, no, they're the church of now. And it's so important to have realised that the kids are all part of, you know, and if you're sharing, they're just as valid. They can hear the Lord just as much as us adults. And that's so important to see them as part of, of the now, not of the future. Yes, they are the future as well, of course, but to see them as the now and to include them, it's, it's really, really important. The kids' work is so important. It says, doesn't it, that um, their angels always behold the face of the Father in heaven. You know, they are so important to the Lord, as we all know. You all love kids. I know you've got a lot of kids around. So please, please keep the kids on your heart and please pray for us and them as well. Um, I'll just mention some of the other prayer points. To make Jesus known wherever possible, that's the most important prayer point. Family struggling, I've mentioned that. Yeah, more opportunities for assemblies and collective worship because that is where you can share more openly about the Lord. Obviously, the groups, you can't really share unless they ask questions. If they ask a question, you can answer it, of course. Um, wisdom for us as well, as we lead from behind. There's one sticky issue we're praying about at the moment, which I'm not going to share. Um, so we need wisdom in, in, guiding, in guiding the work through, really. Um, yeah, and um, the well-being and health and anointing for our workers. That's so important. Um, can I mention? Katie really isn't very well. She's got quite a lot of health issues. So if you could please remember to pray for her. You saw her walking on a stick. She's struggling with various things. So please pray and pray for the other two, Louise and Nadia, who are basically well but still need to keep well, don't they? So please, please pray and we thank you for all your support.